Both God and Satan have a plan by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Satan, wanting to be like God, made a decree to do so and contrived a diabolically evil plan to carry it out. He wanted control of the planet and all on it, which meant he would have to first confiscate it from God's children, who had been given dominion over all the earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. What was Satan's initial move to fulfill his decree? The spirit of inferiority was, I believe, one of the first, if not the first spirit, Satan used to attack mankind. He first insinuated the knowledge God apportioned to Adam and Eve at creation was inferior to the knowledge he would grant them if they would listen to him or consent to eat the fruit of his thinking. Through the wisdom he offered, they would be able to see and understand evil in addition to the good they were already privy to. Secondly, he accused God of being a liar, stating there would not be a penalty for their rebellious actions. Satan assured them they would not die for their disobedience to God, and they believed the lie. All this was to cause man to disobey God, to reach out to him for wisdom, proving himself superior to God, thus making him, at least in his own mind, the genuine God of humanity. Eve, wanting to be wise, swallowed his lies. Adam, although not deceived, did not attempt to stop her, but rebelled and followed her example. Mankind at that very moment of contact lost their perfection, were impregnated with the spirit of inferiority, and disconnected from the mind and ways of God. The power and authority inherent to the children of God was to be funneled through kind and lowly hearts. With their refusal to stay separate from the enemy, however, this too was removed. They therefore lost control of their inheritance, no longer having the authority and power to protect it. The spirit of rejection quickly came into them. Depression, oppression soon followed as they realized their mistake. The real truth is they had been created perfect immortal beings, surpassing Satan who had already fallen from God's grace. Satan really scored. He stripped them of their identity and crippled them mentally. Their spirits were crushed, leaving their soul man in control of their actions. The evil thinking they became subject to through their soul played on their emotions, altered their character, and they began manifesting the plans of Satan. They were now fulfilling and living Satan's dreams. Satan's plan and empire began. Man began to deteriorate, not only mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, but physically as well. Because of their sins, they would indeed die. The beautiful kingdom of God was replaced by a world owned and manipulated by Satan, 
how sad. To further alter creation, he encouraged fellow rebellious angels to marry into humanity, producing half-breeds, unlike the original species created by God. They would be a people he could rule, as their minds and hearts would now relate to his ways. The angels, able to change themselves into any form, crossed with the rest of the planet's creatures, making them also different from the perfection of the garden and out of order with the entire universe. No longer did the nature of man reflect the God of love. They became cruel, and inferiority made them always in need to be seen as superior, the alpha of those of like kind around them. This condition applied to both man and beast. The animal kingdom mirrored his traits as well. Evidence they too were his. A complete takeover and change was implemented. Satan was seen as plans to rule succeed. Or so it seemed. Down through history, things apparently have gone quite well for Satan. A world fashioned to his liking. A society birthed by the altered race, reflecting his image and glory, has evolved. All the earth was originally to be subdued and made fruitful by a perfect people guided by love, shaped and molded to an order that befitted God's law. Instead, quite the reverse happened. Systems have been formed and instituted by the enemy to control not only the world's activities, but its people as well. All, including those that love God, are ensnared by Satan's banking systems and educated with his knowledge to further perpetuate his plans. Didn't he say he would control God's people? And he so masterfully does. Mankind still had a part of them that longingly reached out to their Creator, however. To satisfy their hunger for God, yet remain in full control, Satan's religious system was also installed. There is something for everyone in what is known as Babylon. She introduced the world's perspective on spiritual matters to mankind, all of which emerged from Satan's knowledge. This, unfortunately, is the infrastructure of the world's churches. The truth released to them has been twisted as it is filtered through man's intellect based on the knowledge of the world. Babylon, in fact, supplies the wisdom behind all mystery religions and the many ideologies, including the worship of Satan himself. All are based on lies. All are in opposition to each other as well as God. Man is warned to come out, leave it. Revelation chapter 18 verses 2 through 8 and he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, 
lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen, and I am no widow, and will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord, God who judges her. Besides misleading humanity spiritually, Babylon is one flesh with the kings or governments of the earth. Creation as a whole is governed by what is called the beast by the word, which are the political systems of Satan's domain. Its leaders are selected by him, trained by him, empowered by him, and blessed by Babylon. In other words, please understand, this world we live in has nothing to do with God. Satan's kingdom is a completely different entity, distinctly independent from anything pertaining to God's kingdom. Satan has successfully taken over the planet, lied to humanity, usurped God's authority, and seized control of creation. It is time that man wakes up and with discernment sees what has and is happening. Man must mentally and spiritually comprehend the cruel, ugly plan of the angel of light, Satan. So what is the answer? Is man forever doomed? No, no, no. Hear the trumpet sounding from Zion. God's knowledge can change everything. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6 Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Truth will set man free. God's plans for mankind are being revealed and if acted on, his law will guarantee his children victory. They will be renewed to perfection and they will in turn be used of him to renew the earth. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 3 and 4 To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Evidence God's plan is working. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. They must first die to their altered state, however, to be restored. This is accomplished by dying in baptism into Christ's victorious death. Victorious because the grave could not keep him. He arose the victor over death, hell, and the grave, resurrected to new life, and those that love him can too. So you see, 
Man must be born again through Christ, the last Adam, for their spirit man to again, as in the beginning, be in control and connected to the mind of God. Only through rebirth are they able to comprehend his knowledge and have their soul man cleansed from the enemy. It will, however, take humility on man's part to admit they have been wrong. They must see where they have been deceived and allow the light of God to reveal the enemy's thoughts that have been lurking within the dark recesses of each and every mind. Ideologies must be removed before traits handed down through generations can change. God's knowledge must replace Satan's. With this change comes a metamorphosis to a new species. Only then can the promises of God manifest to reality. Those that are born again in this final page of time are the first to be born through today's knowledge, through the word released for this age. They are altered by God, therefore first fruits of God, a new generation created through the mind of God according to His plan. They are a new species through rebirth and by entering into a blood covenant with Yeshua or Christ, genetically related to the seed of Abraham, to whom the covenant promises of restoration were made. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and verse 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. These are the promised children of God that all creation has been waiting for. Everything needs reversed, and God's children are the leaves from the tree of life that will feed the nations the word of God to replace the lies consumed by Adam and Eve. A side note, speaking of the blood covenant, Jesus said, Unless a man eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, he will not have eternal life. Did you know that the word flesh goes to good tidings or message in the Strong's Concordance Hebrew language? It is number 1320 from 1319. 1320, Basar from 1319, flesh from its freshness, by extension, body, person, also the pudenda of a man, body, fat, lean, flesh, fleshed, kin, man, mankind, plus nakedness, self, skin. 1319, basar, a primitive root, properly to be fresh, full, rosy, figuratively, cheerful, to announce glad news, messenger, preach, publish, show forth, bear, bring, carry, preach, good, tell good, tidings. 
So the good news is as follows. Man regains perfection through eating God's knowledge, or feasting on the Word, the bread of life, resulting in eternal life. They become flesh of His flesh when clothed in His knowledge. They can then enter into His blood covenant by drinking wine, transformed by His Spirit to His blood, making them true blood relatives. Through the blood covenant, they are the innocent, the pure, his kin. Knowing this, they can quiet the enemy's voice that tells them how terrible and unworthy they are, thus defeating the spirit of inferiority and able to rest in God. How do they enter his rest? By giving up their agendas and plans. All just dead works anyway. To become the fulfillment and evidence of God's plan, putting only his predestined works into action. In other words, they bring into reality what he has already done. Satan has feared and dreaded the prophecies concerning this generation being fulfilled and coming to light. He knows they will have an anointing that will break the yoke of lies he has successfully harnessed mankind with for all these years. Therefore, throughout history, he has earnestly tried to kill those used of God to reveal his plans of restoration, thinking they may be the end-time ones that will take back what is now his world. Look at his attempt to murder Moses, Daniel, Joseph, and especially Christ. It is no different today. He still wants to eliminate those who bring God's knowledge, will, plan, and works to fruition. Did you know that this is the true battle of Armageddon, the great tribulation, the struggle to destroy the firstborn birth through the end-time knowledge of God. Satan rightfully fears. He has not been able to prevail over man's spirit since the cross. But he has maintained a stronghold over their bodies through controlling the mind. The mind is where the real battle is fought. In fact, the battle for immortality rages here. The new generation that truly learns to rest in God's plan, take their thoughts captive, and refuse to hear the voice of the enemy, will without a doubt win the battle. So, to be a part of the victory, man must stop struggling for superiority to satisfy the voice of inferiority. They must quiet their minds walk in courage and faith, separate from the world, and take their place as a warrior of God. Otherwise, they will continue to fulfill the scripture, You are little gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But you die like man, and fall like princes. Mankind, born through the word, has everything. All God's promises are theirs. Yet, if they're not careful, if they listen to the wrong voice, they too will die without them being fulfilled in their lives. The children of God need therefore to walk secure in the Father, trusting, unafraid, undaunted by the attack of the enemy. They must know and understand who they really are as children of God and humbly cease from being like the world's people trying to be the best, the top of the heap. Ego will go. 
There is none greater than the other, just different giftings. Together, they make up one body, the body of Christ. Only Yeshua, Christ is greater, the real Alpha and Omega. Nothing else is like him. There is nothing to compare him with, no contest. You see, the whole world of Satan is built on competition. This is because competition holds hands with inferiority. In competition, there is one winner and many, many losers. The one that wins feels satisfied until another challenge arises. The feeling of inferiority is eased for a moment. But now, even if they continue to win, the spirit of pride begins to reign in their life, and their nature becomes truly just like that of Satan. In other words, the spirits of inferiority and competition cause man to fail, whether they win or lose. Both hold man captive. It is all a part of Satan's plan. In God's plan, however, his children enter into his rest, do his perfect works, and always succeed. There is no pride. Their accomplishments were really God's. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 through 10 That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. The thought of competition has been bred into all of creation through the fallen angels, however. As mentioned before, even the altered animal kingdom fight for supremacy since the influence of the evil ones. Those owned by Satan cannot rest in God and are absolutely driven to succeed. As already pointed out also, the born again, like newborn babies, don't compete to see who can walk first. They just grow and mature until they perfect walking. They don't care that others are perfecting the same thing. They just perfect what they do. That is the kingdom way. Harmony and order. No rush. No hurry. No pressure. They have eternity. Besides, why should they compete? Jesus conquered the powers of darkness and prevailed over the world for them. His children, in walking out his plan, doing his works, become his visible victory. They are evidence of God's plan working. God's children are truly different. They love his knowledge and are no part of the world. You see, the same command of God stands before man today as spoken in the garden. Don't touch. Don't taste. In other words, separate. And what a job there is in front of the new generation as the command to be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth is still God's will for his kingdom as well. It is also time, the new species remembers, God blessed his children and gave them dominion. Or Satan will illegally continue to push on with his plans. They must obey the command to not touch nor taste 
so the power and authority of God can flow through them, as in the beginning to enforce the Lord's victory and regain dominion over creation. In closing, the new or refurbished earth will without a doubt be established by God's children, the real or born-again Israel. Not because they are more powerful or mentally brilliant, but because their works were predestined by God for this end time, and they are therefore victoriously backed by the Father's sovereignty. God's plan to restore will supersede Satan's plan. Yes, Yeshua's victory over the powers of darkness, Satan's seed in their world, will become apparent in the natural to all as the evidence of his victory shines brightly through his new species to a dying world. Satan had a plan that nearly worked. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 14 I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. But God had a plan also. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 15 gives us God's reply. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Revelation chapter 20 verse 10 confirms. God's words do not come back void. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast, government, and the false prophet, Babylon, are. And they will be tormented day and night for ever and ever.